We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? This is Jacob, aka the Thunder Mob, on Twitter at ThunderMob405. I'm here with you guys tonight for the uncontested post game podcast. We're going to chat about this Thunder loss in Denver tonight, 109 to 98. Second loss in a row for the Thunder. Drops them to 17 and 10 on the season. I'm not sure where that puts them in the Western Conference. I think they dropped to to third or fourth with this loss tonight. Interesting game. We got we got kind of kind of a lot to talk about. Um, we have some Twitter questions here at the end. I asked on Twitter uh, for you guys to send send in some questions. We got some. It's been a while since I've done a post game podcast. I'm I'm excited to be back and be on this. Uh, obviously, I wish the circumstances were different. Wish we were talking about a win instead of a loss. But let's just dive right into it. We got three things. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start with the good. Paul George played great again tonight. He was 12 of 24 from the field. Scored 32 points. He had five rebounds, two assists, a steal. Three of six from the three-point line. It seems like Paul's really found his his groove. He he only had six points in the first half. Really came alive in that third quarter and kind of kind of kept the thunder in it. Just played really good in the fourth quarter as well. Just uh, a a good overall game by Paul George. I thought he played played pretty solid on on both ends of the floor tonight. Another one of the goods is Terrence Ferguson. 
Terrence only took one shot tonight. It was a three-pointer in the first half, a corner three. He missed it. He also took two free throws on a clear path foul. He missed both of those. But I thought throughout the game, and especially that third quarter, Ferguson's defense on Jamal Murray was incredible. He played great, great, great defense and and really helped the Thunder get back into this game in the third quarter. One play specifically like really, really jumps out to me, and I'm, I'm going to try to try to explain it. So it was early on in the third quarter. I think only like two or three minutes had passed into into the half, and Ferguson was guarding Murray. He comes down the court. Murray doesn't have the ball. Denver, Murray gets the ball. He passes it off to, I forget, maybe Hernan Gomez. And Murray runs off ball and sets an off ball screen on Steven Adams so they could try to get Jokic open at around the mid post. Okay, all the other Thunder defenders that night kind of sat on the top of that and let let the screen happen and let Adams try to catch up to Jokic. What Ferguson did was he bumped Jokic when he was coming off the screen, held him up for a moment, allowing allowing Adams to come over and get back in position, not letting Jokic get the ball where he wanted to. So instead, Denver threw the ball to to Murray, who Terrence Ferguson had gotten off of for a moment to to disrupt Jokic's path to the ball. Grant jumped out, covered for Terrence Ferguson until Terrence showed back up. Terrence got in front of the ball, cut off a drive, forced Jamal Murray to go to the top of the key, and by that time, there was like five seconds left on the shot clock. And just... Ferguson's awareness off the ball on how to defend Denver, how to keep Jokic from getting the ball in his sweet spot, how to help Adams, knowing that Grant had the help on the backside and then everyone rotated back. It was it was really, really impressive defense. I thought after another one of the goods would be after the first quarter, the Thunder played great defense on Denver. Denver scored 39 in the first quarter. That's, spoiler alert, that's going to be one of the bads. But after a 39-point first quarter, Denver scores, what, 21 in the second, 22 in the third, 27 in the fourth. That's really solid. Like, that's that's really, really solid. That's 70 points in three quarters. The defense really settled in, especially in that second half. I, th- I thought that wasn't bad. Also, Russell Westbrook only 5 of 15 for 13 points. Only shot two free throws tonight. However, I thought he looked like he got a little bit of his mojo back. He hit a few little of those pull-up jumpers that I thought were good. Oddly enough, most of Westbrook's misses were at the rim, which is interesting. Like he, he typically finishes at the rim and misses the jumpers. Tonight, he actually kind of had the jumper, like it looked like okay. It was at the rim where Russell Westbrook wasn't playing well. He felt like he got fouled a lot. Obviously, tensions boil over there at the end with Westbrook and Jamal Murray, and then Jokic got involved, and Russ was yelling at everybody and told Jokic, uh, I am going to F you up, told Murray to shut the F up. Russell Westbrook was not feeling it tonight. So those things were the goods. Um, we can probably focus a little more on the bad things tonight because... Hunter played not great. I mean, they lost by by 11 points. So the bad, 
Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I lied. We got to go back to the good real quick. Because Steven Adams, 12 of 20, 26 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, a steal, two blocks. He played phenomenal. He struggled with Jokic, but Jokic is trash on the other end. Jokic, his defense is awful. Um, Steven Adams and Paul George just killed him every time down. Adams was 12 of 20, 26 points, which matches a season high. I thought he could go over 30 for the first time in his career tonight. He missed a couple of easy ones right at the rim. That would have put him at 30. He also, um, and we'll get to this later as well, missed some free throws, which uh, kind of killed him as well. Okay, on to the bad. The bad would be the Thunder defense in the first quarter. Denver torched them for 39 points. I think at the end of the first quarter, Denver was 8 of 9 from the three-point line. Torrey Craig, uh, whoever that guy is, just killed the Thunder from the three-point line in that first that first uh, quarter. He was 3 of 3. Just just awful defense in the first quarter. The, the Thunder, the defense wasn't crisp, and everything for Denver was dropping. Bad defense. The other bad and this one is is pretty bad, was the Thunder bench. Okay? The Thunder starters, uh, George, 32, Grant, 13, Adams, 26, Westbrook, 13, Ferguson, 0, because he only took that one shot. The Thunder bench, the Thunder played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 guys off the bench tonight, basically. Hamadou Diallo got no second half minutes. Patrick Patterson got no second half minutes. Besides Schroeder scoring 11, the only other bench player to score was Patterson hit 1-3. Patterson hit 1-3. Schroeder was 3 of 13 from the field, which is god-awful. They're the only two bench players that scored tonight. Thunder had six players score the basketball. That's not going to win you NBA games. It's just, it's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Patterson, 11 minutes, one field goal attempt. Patterson, six minutes, three field goal attempts. Abrinas, 19 minutes, one shot, and that one shot was a three he took in the fourth quarter. Here's the thing. Abrinas is... Even though he hasn't been hitting his shots recently, he's probably one of your top three shooters on the team. And he's got a he's got a two-season sample size that says he's about a 38 to 39% three-point shooter. In 19 minutes, Abrinas has to get more than one field goal attempt. Okay, Abrinas isn't a guy that can really create his own shot a lot. He he depends on his teammates to get him open looks. There were multiple times where he was open and he didn't get a pass. 19 minutes, one field goal attempt is not acceptable. So we have Diallo, four minutes, one shot. Abrinas, 19 minutes, one shot. Schroeder, 28 minutes, 13 shots. Patterson, six minutes, three shots. Noel, 11 minutes, one shot. That's a total of four, five, 18 shots from the bench, 13 coming from Schroeder. That's not going to get it done. That is... That is a bad stat. Like, 
either A, they need to sit down and watch film, and they're not going to get to between now and when they play the Clippers, which is in less than 24 hours. It's actually in about 20 hours they play the Clippers. They're not going to get a chance to watch film between now and then, but this team needs to sit down and watch film and see how they can get their bench players involved because right now this this isn't going to win you games. This is This is bad. They got to figure something out. Finally, we'll move on to the worst stat of the night. Uh, we're going to call this the ugly stat of the night. This one's bad. The Thunder shot a total of 58% from the free throw line. That's 17 of 29. Schroeder was 4 of 7. Diallo was 0 of 2. Ferguson was 0 of 2. Adams was 2 of 6. Westbrook was 100%. He only shot two of them. George shot five of six. Grant shot four of four. But 17 of 29 is awful. If you shoot 80% from the free throw line tonight, the Thunder probably walk out of out of Denver with a win. They couldn't do it, though. They, they, they cannot hit their free throws. They shot 37% from three. That's great. They only shot 19 attempts, which is pretty low. Um... 37% from three is just fine for this team. Like, you are happy if this team shoots 30, 30, I think it just said 39, 37% from three. But shooting sub 60% from the free throw line as a team is is awful. Like, they have to be better at that if they want to win games. Going forward, like, the defense has to be more engaged to start the games. They have to have more, come out with more energy to start. The bench has to start performing and they have to hit free throws. Also, interesting thing tonight, before we get on to the Twitter questions and then get out of here, I'm sure all of you guys are aware of this, but we had the interesting trade that didn't happen tonight between Washington, Phoenix, and Memphis. Uh, Ariza was supposed to go to Washington until the wrong Brooks got put in the trade, and then everything kind of fell apart. Speaking of that, though, it, it makes me think of, uh, according to Ramona Shelbourne and Sam, uh, do you say, is it Amico or Amico? I'm not sure which one it is. Regardless, both of them reporting that the Thunder got involved in some talks for Contavious Caldwell Pope, which is kind of interesting. That tells me that, num- number one, I think that information is coming. It's not coming out of the Thunder front office. The Thunder don't leak things. So I'm pretty sure that would have to come out of the Lakers front office, which with Magic Johnson probably leaks everything. But that tells me that the Thunder are possibly like poking around. We are now officially at December 15th, which is now the, the time that the players that were signed over the summer are eligible to be traded. So a lot of guys are now on the market. That tells me that the Thunder are looking to get involved in in the trade market, maybe. After seeing their performance from the bench tonight, that would make sense because the, the bench was just god-awful. This team comes home tomorrow night, plays against the Clippers. They're going to have to play better if they want uh, a chance to, to get a split from this back-and-back. I think I mentioned on Twitter earlier today. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or if it was in our our group Slack for the uncontested. But 
I said that I thought the Thunder would would split tonight, tonight and tomorrow. They would lose one of three later on this month when they have the stretch of Utah, Minnesota, and Houston. And then I said I thought they would split the the back to back with the Dallas Mavericks, and that would have them going seven and three to to end the year. Uh, that's still on the table, but obviously starting it off like this is is not ideal. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions before we get out of here. Uh, let's start off with at Chris P. Parrish. He asks, what chicken restaurants are open right now? Well, Chris, the best chicken restaurant is open right now. My personal favorite. It's a, uh, it's a food truck, only open Friday and Saturday nights. If you're in Oklahoma City, it's up off of 23rd and Martin Luther King Avenue, right over near the state capitol. Big red food truck. It's got these huge floodlights on it, so you can't miss it. It's called Bobo's Chicken. They they take these full chicken wings, and they bread them, and they fry them. And after they come out of the fryer, they put them all in this big like pan almost, and like probably like 200 chicken wings. And they have a separate food truck that's a smoker and they put that fried chicken in the smoker for about half an hour and then take it out so the the chicken is fried and then it's smoked they give you the chicken they give you french fries that have some cayenne pepper on it so they have a little bit of kick they deep fry some uh some biscuits some like biscuit dough so they get all fat and gold they give you your wings your fries, your biscuits, all in a to-go basket and a to-go box. And then they cover everything in honey. A four-piece wings running you $6 cash only. When you order a four-piece, they actually give you like five to six because they keep it real up there. Literally the best chicken I've ever had in my life. So, Chris, if you were looking to indulge tonight after that game, I suggest you hit up Bobo's Chicken. Let's go next to Deku. If that's a if that's a reference to my hero academia, that's pretty awesome. He is at Juicy Jacob. That at kind of makes me uncomfortable. Why the Thunder suck as of late? Uh, I think we kind of covered that. No defensive urgency to start the games, and then Russell Westbrook just hasn't been playing great. He's in this weird funk. Hopefully, he can bust out of it soon. I thought he he started to look a little bit like he was busting out of it tonight, and. Just poor free throw shooting. Poor free throw shooting, and, and you're getting nothing from the bench. Like, I love Hamadou Diallo. He's going to be great. He is not great right now. Abrinas and and Patterson. Abrinas in the league for his third year. Patterson in the league. I don't know how long he's been in the league, but it's been for, been for a while. Just way too inconsistent. Right? Um I think Noel is playing good defense, but besides that, he's uh, he's not offering a whole lot on the offensive end. Either the bench players need to play up to their potential or they need to find someone else from the bench. Next one from George Lynch at G Lynch 77. Trade season opens up. Who will be available for the Thunder? I say everyone outside of the big four. That's what That's what George said. As far as who the Thunder would be willing to trade, uh, let's talk about the, the players they would take off the board in trades. First, the the players that are 
like we're not going to answer the phone to talk about are Paul George and Russell Westbrook. The player that is, if you're offering Anthony Davis straight up, we'll talk, is Steven Adams. The player that you better be offering me a damn good deal or I'm hanging up the phone is probably Jeremy Grant. That contract is looking really good. The players that are, we love these guys. They're our future, and we don't want to to mess with them. It's Terrence Ferguson and Hamadou Diallo. Outside of that, uh, everyone's available. Everyone's available. Raymond Felton, Luau Cabarro, Abrinas. Oh, sorry, uh, Schroeder. Schroeder would probably fall... Um, and a tier below, I think, Ferguson and Diallo. I'm not saying Ferguson and Diallo are better than Schroeder at this point, but Schroeder and, and – or sorry, Ferguson and Diallo are both 20-year-old wings that are hyper-athletic, long, and good defenders, and that's exactly what this Thunder team likes. So I, wouldn't ex- I would expect uh, a, a Schroeder trade before I would expect a Diallo and Ferguson trade. Next, let's go to J Cub. Two names, maybe J J A Y space C U B B. He's at Vulgar Knight two ninety seven. What's the bigger the bigger contributor to these losses? Lack lack of execution or a tough schedule. Uh, the schedule hasn't been awful. I would say kind of lack of execution. Uh, an inconsistent play. We, we kind of touched on that earlier, but that's a good question. J, Cub, Cub, comma, J. Uh, next, let's go to Melinda Redman. She says, how can we adjust to get more second looks on the offensive side? Should we change out a starter or make other play time slash changes to the rotation? Why isn't Diallo getting more minutes? So as far as second looks on the offensive side, the Thunder actually do really good on that. Uh, for instance, tonight they had 19 offensive rebounds. Uh, that re- leads to a lot of second chance looks. I mean, this this team is the best offensive rebounding team in the league. So they're getting good second chance looks. Um, why is Diallo not getting more minutes? I, I think for him, it's just the the youth, the inexperience, Here's the thing. He's been playing great, but you got to remember he's the 45th pick in a draft. He, he was picked halfway through the second round, uh, and he's 20 years old, and he just played his 27th game in the NBA. So he's, he's inconsistent. He's new. Um, he's eventually going to hit a wall. He's going to struggle. And 27 games, that's like almost as much as college teams play. And he's like a third of the way through his NBA season. So, you know, also, I, I mean, I don't think they're trying to like save the kids' legs. But that that's also, like fatigue can also be a factor. So it, it's, it just kind of is what it is with Diallo. From Seth Graves at Kane OKC, he says, was it all a dream? I wish, buddy. I wish. Um, at M. Bop. Dennis was wearing KDs. What are your thoughts? Um, he must just like those shoes. I mean, different NBA players like to wear different kind of shoes. I think the KD departure is, is far enough past us now that 
not a lot of people like I, I think he and Russ have kind of like squashed their beef. I don't think it's um I don't think it's a big deal. Uh let's see, do I have any more questions in here? Here we go. From Susan Revere at Susan underscore Revere. When will OKC learn to shoot their free throws? Two games, big difference. Pelicans lost. Denver could have turned on a dime. Ten misses from the free throw line. Making foul shots. Don't they practice? Practice that rather than threes. I I have heard Brett Dawson talk about how the, the team has actually had practices where one guy shoots free throws, and if he misses, everyone else is on the baseline or they run, like old high school-type practices. These guys practice free throws. Like on shoot-arounds, what they do is they go into the, the arena or the, the practice facility, and they just get shots up. They have coaches there who rebound for them, and they just practice shooting. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's a form thing, but the free throw shooting is very bad. I, I can't disagree with you, Susan. It looks like... Oh, Susan has one more. She got it in five minutes ago. I'll, I'll take Susan's last question real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Is Russ out of sorts? He doesn't seem to be driving to the basket, and for some reason he seems to have pulled back on his high-octane energy. Am I imagining that? There's something different going on here. He's looked weird. He's looked out of sync. He's looked almost passive. I thought tonight he had a few really high-energy plays. He was diving on the floor for, for loose balls. He was running out in transition. Just he missed a lot at the rim tonight, and I he felt like he got fouled a lot. I'd probably agree on a lot of them. He felt like he got fouled a lot at the rim and wasn't getting rewarded. And then, yeah, there's times where he gets very passive. I thought tonight that was kind of okay because Paul had it going again. But, yeah, Russ just seems out of sorts. I think part of it is, again, he had the knee procedure before the season started. He had a a knee injection before last season started, and it wasn't until around Christmas time that he really started to find his flow. Also, Russ is definitely a slave to to his schedule russ does like everything like on time he he has a, an order that he does stuff and that's that's how he operates from breakfast to shoot around to practice to pre-game meals and rituals to what he does on the plane to what he does on the bench everything for that guy is like calculated and he like you know he's just he's a slave to it and Right now, he's trying to get get back in the groove from the ankle injury. Um, his wife and his babies are living out in L.A. They're not even living in OKC with him right now. Nina's home in L.A. with her family uh, who are helping her raise the twins while Russ is playing basketball. So that's probably throwing him off. It, there, there's just I, – I, I think it's, it's kind of like for Russ, all the cogs have to be like right in tune and working together. And right now, like one of them's off, but I think he's 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 starting to get it back on track. I'm, I'm hoping over the next week we'll see old school regular Russ. Um, this sounds weird, but I think a really good sign for tonight for Russ just getting that swagger back was, pardon me, but his shit talk at the end there to to Murray and Jokic. Like, haven't seen that from Russ much recently. And the fact that he's yelling at dudes, telling him, telling them that he's gonna f them up, um, get the swag back, Russ. Get the chip back on your shoulder. That's when you play your best. All right, I've gone on way too long, and the Thunder play another game tomorrow night. So, so let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's bump some, uh, let's bump some bumper music, 
and and let's bounce out of here. This is this is bad. I can't get the bumper music up. Uh oh, here we go. Again, Thunder drop a game in Denver tonight, second in a row, 109 to 98. They're now 17 and 10 on the season. Coming home for the second night of a back-to-back against the Clippers Saturday night. Hopefully they can pull off a win and get a split on the back-to-back. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. If you enjoy our podcast, our big group podcast, or our, or our post-game podcast, these short post-game podcasts, um, number one, the best thing you can do to show us your appreciation is to tell your friends and your family about the pod. Have them check it out as well. Number two, reach out to us. We love communicating and interacting with other basketball fans. Hit us up on Twitter. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, whatever, right? We, we really, really appreciate you guys, and we love doing this podcast. So thank you all so much for that. Uh, you guys take it easy, and we will talk to you tomorrow night. Thunder up. Hey guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. Now, when people ask me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com